Today's episode of Down with Joe DeRosa is brought to you by Cameron Esposito. I paid for it myself. Hello, folks. Welcome to the podcast. This is Joe DeRosa, and this is Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one guest, one hour. Today, we're talking about masculinity. There's certainly no shortage of viewpoints and opinions on this subject. Masculinity is what a man should carry himself with, or it's what defines real backbone, or there's too much of it in the world, or there's too little, or masculinity is a thing that shouldn't exist at all. So the question to me is, is masculinity good or bad? So often the case is that when masculinity is exhibited by a person, whether that person be a male or a female, it often leads to boorish, pig-headed, confrontational behavior. Masculinity and having something to prove always seem to go hand in hand. Fistfights, screaming matches, even plain old arm wrestling, all of these behaviors are the result of two people with too much backbone having too much machismo. On the other hand, masculinity often comes in quite handy. I mean, when you run into a maniac in an alleyway or some other country points its missiles at yours or maybe you're just getting picked on in the schoolyard, what else besides masculinity or who else besides a masculine person is going to assist you in acting with the proper strength in such a threatening situation? So masculinity, it ain't all bad. It ain't all good. It's got its pros, its cons, its, its merits, its detriments. After all, you never feel safer than when it's shielding you, but you never feel more threatened than when you're on the receiving end of it. Seems to me that the masculinity argument is a lot like the gun argument. Nobody wants to have firearms around until somebody else with firearms shows up. Or maybe masculinity is more comparable to alcohol. It's one of those things that can give you confidence and strength, but too much of it can lead to a firestorm. I'd like to think that ultimately masculinity is something we just need to learn to properly respect. Because in a time when certain groups of people want to strip it away from us completely, and other groups of people want to react to that stripping by oversaturating themselves with it, we desperately need to find the delicate balance with masculinity before we turn into one giant, genderless, asexual clump or erupt into a war of the sexes where teams are not defined by gender but by the effeminate and the savage. I certainly look forward to discussing this with my guest today. She's a wonderful stand-up comedian who's become a much sought-after act on the touring circuit, and she's at all of today's top comedy festivals. You can also catch her running around with Anthony Jesselnick as his regular opener. Her debut comedy album, Grab the Magast, is currently available via Rooftop Records, and I'm super excited, as should you be, about her as-yet-to-be-titled Kill Rockstars release due out later this year. Uh, she's also a tremendous writer, having been published in all the right places, like Vice, The Advocate, Glassman, Huffington Post, and Splitsider. Finally, in the world of podcasts, she's one of the top contenders with her show, Put Your Hands Together, consistently being rated as one of the best out there. Please welcome Cameron Esposito. That was a great intro. Thank you, you like did a nice amount of research. I felt proud of myself. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, people often say that they like the intros and i so i try to I, i've tried to consistently stay on top of that uh because i feel like that's like nothing thank makes, you to the guest yeah nothing makes a comic feel more at ease than just to be like oh, i have done something i can just talk for an hour you know what i mean <laughs> otherwise i'd be like what what should i be doing what should i be doing <laughs> yeah nobody's ever been like my intro didn't say enough uh, you know, the worst response we ever got was Baron Vaughn went, uh, that was a nice intro. It makes me wonder why I have no money in my bank account. Well, <laughs> that Baron, was the worst thing somebody could say. He's got a great that personality. Yeah, yeah. He's perfect at just like, yeah, I got new braces, but sadness as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little a little self detrimental, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, the uh or self-defecating self-detrimental i think self-defecating means he shits his pants which i'm assuming he also does we all do right so what is the term self-deprecating self-deprecating yeah. i said self -de man i fucked self -defecating it up self-defecating is definitely poop sorry cameron i'm not gonna lie to you this isn't the first episode we've done today. <laughs> i'm a little foggy right now you about to self-defecate 
I am. I already am. <laughs> I was doing it through that whole intro. That's why I made it so long. So yeah, I have time to just finish. really get it all out. <laughs> so I texted you to do the podcast as I do any guest that comes on. I text the list of topics over uh, because I create a list that I'm interested in talking about. And then you pick whatever you like. So now we're talking about a thing we're both interested in. And you immediately, masculinity, I want to talk about that. And I thought, that's great. Uh, I think it's an interesting conversation, A, to have with a woman, and B, to have with a woman whose sexual preference is other women, because I feel like now we're in very interesting territory to really discuss this. So what what draws you to the topic? Like, what made you... Because you said it in a weird way, not in a weird way in the text, but you said, I just like to discuss that for an hour. Yeah, it... Yes. Well, I guess, so... um... I have many close male friends, but I do not live with a man, nor have I ever. And so there's a, you know, this isn't necessarily a topic that I would talk about with like, say, Anthony before or after a show. You know, like we're not necessarily, we're not necessarily like, I mean, although it does come up, certainly, just little hints there, here and there. But the opportunity to really connect with a guy about what it feels like to be a guy, Uh something I don't know that much about. The last time I dated men, I was, 20 uh-huh. so i mean that's a really that's not really a man that's like a, no. a, the beginning of what it means to be a man so it's not something i've talked about with a lot of yeah. adult dudes like yeah. dudes who are fully formed that would have that yeah it takes time it's funny because i just read a study about like human sexuality and it said that in the basically a, a female becomes fully formed sexually genetically whatever you want to call it at about 16 and a man hits it at about 18 Mm. that's not to say your body can't change after those times but like your i guess your your genetic sexuality or something is sort of fully realized or whatever in in those two years so when you're dating 20 year old guys i mean you're dealing with little babies guys that have only been in that body for really two years you know what i mean and right are still trying to get used to it i feel like i feel like this masculinity shit uh gets really it's not so complicated when you're that young. It gets much more complicated the older you get. Well, maybe also it's not necessarily something that you've had to use in the real world because if you're 20, you might not have as many responsibilities. As, sure. The other thing is that it's very interesting to me that you're kind of taking immediately like a negative spin on it because I also, right. the other reason I wanted to talk about it is because I would say like gender-wise mm-hmm. that, and this isn't even like a, a sexual preference thing, Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't like that I would want to date women and that I will marry a woman. It's gender-wise, I think I have a lot of masculine energy in me, which works on right. stage. Right. I'm also very, like, tiny mm-hmm. and, like, smiley. Right. And I definitely look like a woman. Right. But I also have, like, a lot of uh, strong masculine energy, which right. I definitely use to do comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a lot of feminine energy. I mean, look at the, for, look at the way I'm sitting, first look of all. Look at the way we're both sitting. I wish there was a picture oh of this. Oh, my God, that's perfect. Because Ernie, can you please take a picture of this? This will be this posted just later. This we're naturally both sitting. Yeah, this was completely natural. Cameron is sitting <laughs> like one of the crossed Duke boys. Crossed at the ankles. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm sitting. You crossed at the knees. Yeah, like Melanie Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, well, here's the thing with, with what I said in the intro. I definitely think it was probably a little more negative-leaning than uh, positive-leaning, but, um, but I certainly didn't, that doesn't mean that my stance is that. I think the, what interests me about masculinity is that it's this thing that I'm su- supremely offended by the attempt to wash it away. I'm very bothered by that. I'm very bothered by the emasculation of men. Uh, I'm very bothered by this redefining of male. So where do you see that? Uh, Tell me where you're seeing that. I just kind of, like, sitcoms is always a very easy uh, reference point. You know, I'm kind of tired of seeing almost every man, and it's changing a little bit now, but, but in recent years, many of the sitcoms, uh, every male being defined as, like, a blubbering bumbling moron that can't get it together and the wife is like oh you schmuck 
you know, and she's the smart one and she's the savvy one. Interesting. And she's the sharpshooter and he's the guy that just, well, I just want to sneak a hoagie. <laughs> so you read masculinity almost as having something to do with like being in control of yourself. Uh, well, well, no. You know, just like um, just, being a leader in your own in your own life. Just as not opposed being to... a schmuck. You know what I mean? But like, I, but I don't define masculinity as that. But I think there's an it's emasculating when you start to only portray men in this light of stupidity. Do you see what I'm saying? I do like, know what you're saying. I'm so, curious because yeah. I would say if I were if I you know if I would have begun this exact part of the conversation, mm-hmm. I would say things are more masculine. There's there's just a bigger split that now right. because if you look at the movies mm-hmm. that we're seeing, you know these Marvel comic book movies that are such mega hits that make so much money even the bodies on the guys that have to be in these films now right like what you have to do to your body to be taken seriously and i know not every movie is an action movie but even love interests i mean i watched the fifth element not too long ago i don't know the last time you saw that movie i saw it once three years ago okay so bruce willis's body is startling if you look at it now because he is the action hero in that movie right and he's just built like like a trim, I mean, he's definitely an ass kicker. He's always been built like a, he's always been a guy. He's Bruce like Willis, a Bruce Lee built. Yeah. Bruce, not even. Bruce Willis yeah. to me has band body where you look yeah, like most guys in like bands. Yeah, he does like a drummer. Yeah. yeah, you're like, that guy could put on any t-shirt right. and look just fine. He's got you know? kind of a flea thing going on. Yeah. That's true. Um, well, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying about uh, movies. And I do think that there is this split, which is why I said the thing I said at the end, which is I feel like we're falling into very dangerous territory these days with masculinity where there are, Groups of people that want to just stomp it out completely. There should never be a... Uh, if we want to talk about it in the truest sense of the word, there should never be a hint of man. You know what I mean? I guess I just Male. don't see that. I'm curious as to like where who is... Because I feel... I mean, this is this is so interesting to me because I am a lesbian. <laughs> sure. I couldn't have like less use sure. for men in my daily life. Mm-hmm. I love my dad. I work mostly with male comics. Sure. But like I... I feel like the masculine is celebrated almost too much. Well, that's but that's that's what I meant by the flip side of that. Because on one side you have people trying to take it away, and on the other side you have people that are oversaturating themselves with it. And in reaction to that, there are people that are going, "Fuck you! You won't strip mine away." And then uh, you'll see, <laughs> right. you know, just pumping iron at the gym or whatever, and. It, and I don't want to be part of either of those groups. Okay, who's uh, your ideal guy? My Let's ideal say you're guy, growing up and you're trying to figure out how to be a man. Sam Rockwell is my ideal guy. Interesting. Okay. He's my ideal guy. Because he ca- he's my favorite actor currently. He's great. Uh, he, to me, captures... I like guys like him. I like guys like Vince Vaughn. Because they're not meatheady, you know, macho brow-beating fucking bully guys. They're not superheroes. They're, they're, they, have, they, 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 have, they show an emotional side of themselves. They show an endearing side of themselves without being fucking weak and whimpering about it. They're just right in that lane of, to me, of like, that's like a dude. That's a fun so how dude. So how is that conveyed to you? Like, like is it the, the way they carry their bodies? Like, carriage? Or is it, like, the way that they look at the world like it's, what it's, what it's is ever, the same it's, about it's, those two guys I like, for you i like a guy i'm gonna just put this in male female you know boundaries first for a moment yeah i like a guy that's able to say i love you to a woman and be a pillar for her and treat his wife or girlfriend whoever with respect but also understands that sometimes you can call a woman a bitch not his wife. I'm just saying if a drunk lady's yelling and you go, oh, shut up, you fucking crazy bitch. You know what I mean? That to me is the balance. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm a good man, but at the same time, I'm not afraid to show you that I'm a man sometimes and I'm recognizing our difference and you're being annoying right now and I'm calling you on it. Whereas so many guys today are one or the other. It's either complete like porn style throat fucking women demolishing animals which is disgusting or the other side of a guy that's like you know guys i just don't think it's cool to use the word bitch it's like what who are you who are you right now i feel like though that that person that you're talking about that like i just don't think it's cool to use the word bitch guy is less common than maybe 
wonder who no. you know oh, in your no, life no. that that happens with. No. Because here's the thing is, are you talking about her as a bitch because she's a woman or because she's annoying you? I mean, I don't actually, because it's I a, don't really use that word just because I just don't love that word. Right. Like in, like in, uh, if I was going to call somebody a name, I would call them a dick. Like that's what I would well, call somebody. There you go. Even if it was a woman. Sure. Um, but you know, that's just because I hate dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I would call them a dick, but because that's right. just like, that feels right to me. To me, bitch, uh, I I have a hard time using any word where like I can imagine it being yelled at somebody while they're being hurt. So like I also don't use well, sure. uh, like even though I'm gay, I don't use like in you, words. You, like there's some words that some gay people would use. You can say slurs like it's not like. But I thing. don't like I don't I don't even say them. No, I just mean like right now. I know if you what I mean is like on one, the... it's okay. It's I'm not gonna. Nobody's gonna think you're being. Uh, out of line like yeah i know it's hard for me to even say it is that you know like it's hard for me to say it even now you don't have any fucking masculine no i'm kidding (laughs) i mean (laughs) i'm totally joking i think it's uh i think that there is a strong part of being a woman that like uh you have to grow up thinking about being victimized you have to absolutely you have to and so it's just like a part of your brain that can never go away like the fact that law and order svu do you know that Law and Order SVU is the longest running scripted non-animated television show? Yeah. 15 seasons. Yeah, well, I have a bit in my act about like I hate when women try get mad at men for being overprotective. And it's like, girls, cuz we don't have the rape threat. Do you understand that? Like every time you go outside, there's a legitimate threat that you face that we don't face unless we're in prison. If every time I ran to get milk, I had to go through a prison corridor to get there, you'd fucking worry about me too. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? I feel like our reference, our reference points on. We must know different types of people. Here's why: I've heard you tell that joke, and I love that joke. That doesn't make me. I am never going to be like, you know, dating my dude friends if they want to walk me to my car. Absolutely, I'm so happy about it. I'm. Yeah. I would never be like, please don't walk me to my car. I would just be like, okay. I'm so glad that you, you know, realize that we have different sized bodies and that I am you know, more statistically likely to sure, be a victim of sure. a violent crime. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, then we're on the same page. Yeah. I don't, I don't right, actually. That's the podcast. I feel like we, I feel we, like we did it. We just must be like running in really different social circles. I don't circles. think my example of the bitch thing with, that's why I said beforehand, I'm going to put this in like black and white gender, right. gender scenario, because I'm trying to think of like, the bitch thing wasn't a great example. And now I'm worried that if Vince Vaughn or Sam Rock will ever hear this podcast, they won't want to be friends with me. <laughs> so they'll be like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's my best Vince Vaughn impression. Uh, I've been working on a Sam Rockwell impression. I can't do it anywhere. So do you mean, but you mean that it's not somebody who this is, doesn't this, think men and women are different. You think men and women are different. Absolutely. They're absolutely different. I, I think they're the most different things of all time. I also think men and women are different. Yeah. Um, some I also people think don't there's think some differences true. between black guys and white guys. And I'd yeah. like to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but the, uh, some people will not accept that. Well, that men and women are different. Here's a much better example of what I meant with the masculinity, the balance of man versus, you know, a decent man balance or whatever you want to call it. The guy that can be loving of his wife, uh, his children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But also doesn't have a problem with sometimes you got to hit a guy in his fucking jaw for running his yap. You know what I mean? That's a much better example of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And the emasculated man to me, the man that, that that's standing there like, we don't hit and it's never okay to hit. Dude, shut the fuck up. Well, man. maybe that's where we're that's- on the same... I wonder if you and I are more alike and that that's the problem because I think we are. I'm a, you know, because obviously I'm seeing the world as a woman and you're seeing the world as a man, but I would do that too. I have, I mean, I'm the middle of two sisters and I right. have absolutely like fought for my sister's honor because like they wouldn't do it. Like I've like gotten into fist fights on their behalf because I think I was kind of like the brother growing up. Right. I had a very emotional and like sensitive Italian dad. He's like very crying. Right. And so I think I was always like the protector of my family. Yeah. So to me, that feels like just fine. There's no, I have no problem with what you're saying. Yeah. And I also don't think like, I also think that that is some of the stuff that happens on stage 
that makes stand-up easy is like that ability to know the difference between when you need to fight and when you need to let it go. Yes. And I think not all women are taught that skill. It's just like not something we teach women. Yeah. Because not, women don't necessarily have to fight. That's just like not something. We don't say like fight or right. leave. You know, yeah, like women no, don't learn that skill. No, it's very different. For, you know, it's women aren't fighters. Let's just face it. They're not. Because they're, they're not, not fighters. To. I know there's the Ronda Rouseys of the world, but women are not fighters. I was talking about women fighting. I go, even when they fight each other, they pull hair. I'm like, that's like, if two guys ever fought and one guy pulled hair, they would be like, this, we're not, the fight's over. You can't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> but you, you know? know that that is because they have, women also have to look female. Like, there's nothing worse for a guy than to be feminine, just like there's nothing worse for a woman than to be masculine. So right. I wonder if that isn't some of that hair pulling in there, just those women being like, uh, I have giant arms and I am punching you in the face, but also, look at this, yeah. I'm still appealing, <laughs> you know? I mean, I have one long side of my hair. And yeah. like, that's, I think, when I've been trying to over you, people always ask me about my haircut, I'm always like, I think maybe part of it is me just like not wanting to let go of whatever like femininity having one longer side of my hair gives me. I don't me. think you should change it. I think it's cool. Oh, and yeah, it's, I it's love it. It's very like signature. Thank you so very much. Very important in this town. Yeah, you got to have your thing. You got to have your I'm hook. stuck with this stupid side mullet. <laughs> no, it's a great haircut. Um, yeah, I guess it's for me, emasculation is. There's something about, and look, I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not. There's something about a man getting offended that bothers me. It's just like, and as much as I hate the fucking gorilla that pounds his chest guy, I can't stand bullies. I can't stand them. And I've been the victim of them for a good part of my life. I was never a fighter. I got pushed around. I got picked on. I hate bullies, but I also, what I hate more than bullies are like fucking guys that get offended by shit. That's when I, when I go, and I don't care if you're gay or straight. That's when I go, be a fucking man. Would you please really, we can't talk openly right now. I guess that's kind of where I was going with, with the, like, if a, if a drunk lady's yelling at me, I'll just be like, shut up, you crazy bitch. You know what I mean? And if a guy was ever like, that's not cool, man. It's like, dude, what the, <laughs> So this what would be the what would be or, like or if your, a guy is doing it too? What would too. be I'm like the preferred reaction? How do you? I mean, I guess here's my question: What does it feel like for you if you like? Are do you do you worry that somebody's going to jump in and tell you to shut up? I don't worry about it, but it has happened. And it what how does it make you feel? Like when a guy does it, you mean? Yeah, like you're you have done something that feels right to you in how you want to present oh, dude, yourself. Oh, it, it and then a guy jumps in and is like, "I'm not sure about that." What bothers you about that? Is it is it the because it's like to me it's 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 guy code and not in the MTV sense you know what I mean I do think there's a code amongst men and amongst women uh, I understand that that code there are things that supersede that code your marriage your kids you know what I mean loyalty whatever. there are, there are certain things that take you above and beyond that code but on a basic day-to-day -day basis I think there's there's a guy code and there's a girl code. And when guys are with guys and just again, to use this example of an offender, you know what I mean? And maybe the offender is another guy and you handle it in like a guy way. And then another guy goes, what are you doing, man? It's like, dude, come on, man. Have it's like, it's like when a guy fucks another guy's girlfriend. It's like when a guy, uh, when a guy rats you out, to your girl about some shit, you know? I know guys that have told that have been with their friends and they and their friend cheated and then they they ratted out the friend. It's like, dude, you don't do that. You don't do whether you thought it was wrong or not, you don't do that. That's like that's like Omerta shit to me. You keep your fucking mouth shut, man. You know, I'm 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 real by like that Goodfellas code when De Niro goes two things. You never rat on your friends, you always keep your mouth shut. Like I believe that a hundred percent. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't concern you. And and keep it moving, dude. Sure. I mean, and I think in the case that you're talking about, that's not even helpful 
to anybody. No, but I think the, a lot of guys are built like that. Now, I, I, I have had guys, okay. What well, do you think changed? What, where, where are you stemming this change This from? is, by the way, one of the moments, this is a very reoccurring theme on this podcast where I feel like it's not my podcast anymore and the guest is actually doing oh, a better I'm, job. Well, of, you can ask me No, you're questions. doing great. It's not a contradiction. It's not a criticism. Oh, my words. It's not a criticism. It's, I just like when this happens, when the guests <laughs> will start to be interviewing me. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm do I great think? at my job. <laughs> <laughs> What do I think changed? Um, I think, I think like with most uh, things uh, that deal with discrimination in our, in the culture of this country, there was a backlash because a bunch of rich, greedy, powerful, cocksucking white males traded a group of people like garbage, and then there was a backlash. And then fortunately, the way we deal with the backlash in this country is never letting things even out. It's, well, now it's payback time. And that's how it goes. The pendulum has to swing all the way in the other direction first. So you end up, you end up with these like sort of, you know, unfair, kind of like Gloria Steinem fueled situations. Like, you know, like when she was an advocate for, for Linda Lovelace with the whole like deep throat thing. And she's like on talk shows with Linda Lovelace going, we demand we demand uh, justice and this woman was abused and all this stuff. And Linda Lovelace is sitting there like, it's not fair what happened to me and I was taken advantage of it. It's like, really? Because you seem to be having a great time with all this porno stuff until the fucking people threatened to send you to prison. And everybody else in that movie went up the river and now you're getting around that because you're doing this whole I was held at gunpoint shit. Now, whether that was true or not, I don't know. But the point of the matter is, is you soaked up every bit of glory and you didn't change your tune until the law came into the picture. And for Gloria Steinem now to sit there with you and let you kind of just glide through this without having any recognition of the other side of this argument, that to me is total bullshit. And that to me was the pendulum okay. swinging back. So I guess that maybe that's not something I necessarily define as masculinity or femininity. I mean, we would have a really different opinion on what, on what you're talking about right now. Well, you and I would have a super different opinion. We can, we can totally get into uh, it, but, yeah. but just to, I'm not saying that's the definition of masculinity versus femininity. What I'm saying is, is when you said, what do you think happened? I think stuff like that started to happen where all of a sudden certain women could do no wrong. And no matter what logic you hurled at the argument, they didn't matter. What they said was law, and that was it. And at first, maybe those things had ethical purity to them. You know, maybe maybe Steinem's head was in the and heart were in the right place. You know what I mean? Maybe Linda Lovelace was mistreated. Maybe all these bad things did happen. But the point I'm trying to make is, when you tried to pose the other side of the argument, nobody wanted to fucking hear it. They wouldn't even entertain it, which to me is bullshit. And then I, that, I don't think that's bullshit. That, and I'll, that and I'll, ball starts rolling. Yeah, and then, I understand what you're. I you understand. I understand the point that you're making, yeah. but I do think that. So I think that thought patterns are very ingrained, and that that. Wow, there's like so much to unpack here. First of all, unpack. starting with the fact that you just like offhandedly said cocksucker. Now that is the thing where like you don't have to worry about offending me, but like. It is a, that's a word that means something. Um, and like the same way that now you're getting this point where you're like, I don't want to have to watch what I'm saying. or I don't want people to tell me like how people are offended. And it does matter what happened to that woman because it was mostly men that were controlling her situation and that were controlling her money. I mean, right. pornography is still not like a female-headed field and right. women in there and men also but all you know are are but the women that are in there are going to be if they're treated badly they're going to be treated badly by a culture where they have no advocates like there aren't other women that are necessarily I don't I don't think them. that's I don't think that's true for for two reasons number one with the Linda Lovelace thing nothing's ever been proven and she actually returned to porn years later so for there, she also lost like all of her money. That's fine. I mean, I guess I would say if nothing has ever been proven, me, I am always going to say, you know, that seems true, and I'll tell you why. Because why would anybody ever make that up? And I understand what you're saying. The to legal get out of argument. prison. Okay. Well, right. still, 
she had to go on those talk shows and have those conversations. And to be a person that actually has to go have those conversations, like that is an awful thing. It's not prison, but she had to be the face of shame. I mean, she was destroyed. Her life, it's not like she like was had all this money and was doing fine. Like her life was destroyed by that movie. But you don't think there's any validity. You don't think there's any validity to the fact that she was twirling around and smiling and having the time of her life in the spotlight. And the second the hammer dropped, she was like, I was abused. I was forced to do this. Literally the second. On, I am never going to. Yes, actually, I don't. I don't. I am always going to assume that a victim is telling the truth. That's that's me because okay. I well, that's because fine. I feel like it is. a It's a lot of work to keep a story straight. And it's also a lot of work to go out and like tour on a circuit and say like I mean it's you your life doesn't get better when you're in that situation I think about somebody like Monica Lewinsky you know it's just like yeah she like got to write a book recently she also you know I mean her life was fucked her and it face was fucked and, and then her life was fucked and it should have been fucked it sh she did she got the fallout of that situation to me, was everything she she fucking reaped what she sowed. What are you talking about? It's like, hey, Monica, you had a fucking dirty fling with the president in the Oval Office. You both wanted to do it. You both made a mistake. Now keep your mouth shut and keep it moving. But you wanted to go out there and get a little extra fame out of out of rolling over on the guy, and it blew up in your face. It's like, what do you expect? You were there. But he is unscathed. Well, he's unscathed. He was the president. Sure, and I wouldn't say he was unscathed. He was—he was almost it was impeached. It was, yeah, he was. Yes, you know, he but was it was almost all, and impeached. it was tough at the time, absolutely. And now and, he is revered, and his wife's political career is still and going I would, very well. And I would say Monica's probably doing all right for 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 you know what. She's oh my doing. God, seriously, she's selling you, books. You she's putting out hats that for the rest of <laughs> Bill Clinton's life, anybody, anytime he ever has a cigar, you know he gets high fives all around. For the rest of Monica that's not, Lewinsky's come on, you that's not, life, I'll go with you on anytime this. Anytime she hands her license to somebody, they are going to be like, "You are fucking kidding me! I know that you had a cigar in your vagina." Well, like he wins in this situation. The guy in this situation is the winner. There's no, there's. She shouldn't have put a cigar in her vagina. Then, what do you want me to say? I, but I'm saying <laughs> our society, and if, you can't just look at an action as if it's not in a world. Listen. Like it's, I can't, here's the thing. You can't just look at something and say, this is a thing that happened. I will absolutely agree. He was so much older. I they will, were not at the same amount of power. I will absolutely agree with you that Bill Clinton uh, is far less scathed from the fallout of that situation than she is. And my two rebuttals to that are, number one, Bill Clinton achieved a level of success and was much more slick and crafty than she was and got himself into a position where he was like, hey, man, I'm doing this, and now you're fucking with me, and I'm not going to let it bring me down. He earned that position. Whether or not it's, whether or not you respect it or not, that's where he got himself in life. I actually do respect him. And she, she wanted to be the whistleblower, no pun intended. <laughs> she, wanted to, she wanted to blow the lid off of it. She thought she was going to do some goddamn you know, deep throat, Watergate kind of thing and reveal all the information. It's like, hey, no. It wasn't. You were unethical. You wanted to fuck the president because you got stars in your eyes and you did it. And then that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Then you wanted to go out there and grab an extra 15 minutes of fame by blabbing about it. That's, in my so opinion, what it was. What should she have said when she was being asked these questions? Nobody would have. She didn't have to say shit. She was the one that fucking brought it up to everybody. She would have just kept her mouth shut. Nobody would have even known it that ever happened. I guess I feel. Presidents have been banging girls in that office. I also don't think Roosevelt. it is any of our business. As as the American people, I don't think that oh I, I yeah I don't think that the president's sex life has anything to do with us right and it's like disgusting that we even talk about it not like for, I mean from a I, privacy I standpoint I I, to I totally agree I I, I, I don't hate... understand why any politician why we need to talk about their lives at all the only the only it's instance embarrassing. where I would say this is not true is when somebody votes against something that they also partake in right so like for instance somebody who's very pro life getting their mistress an abortion we should talk about that forever but sure sure you know if it's just like you know dicks in various places yeah i don't really give a shit that whole i think politics is a giant fucking dog and pony show i don't i don't believe in any of it so i mean that whole thing 
I don't give a fuck about what happens to Bill Clinton. I don't give a fuck about what happens to Monica Lewinsky, honestly, to either of them. I have equal respect or dislike or whatever you want to call it for both of them. I, mean, I have an indifference. So, um, but... But I do want to go back to what you were saying about the, the pendulum swinging. Yes. I guess, to me, it's it's very... Like, you're you're not... This is not... Just speak freely. Okay. To me, this is the same argument as saying, like, uh, black people shouldn't get reparations because, like, that happened so long ago, and that wasn't me. I didn't do it. I, uh, I don't think that the gender issue is equatable to slavery. What are you talking about? I don't think you can Women used it. to be property. Women have been killed in massive numbers throughout I, all of time. I'm Raped. Not, Women are a weapon of war. Look. Dicks are weaponized. Look, Have you ever seen the television show Game of Thrones? Yes. We're, Half of that show that is about like... That didn't happen here. I know, but... <laughs> that, that didn't is, happen at all. That's a fantasy But it is show. happening right now in the world, and there okay. are women that are currently sex sure, slaves. Sure, of course, but we're, not ta- we're talking about American women. We're not talking about... There are American women who are sex slaves. We're not... T- but we're not... T- look, there are American male, white males that are sex slaves. I mean, Percentage-wise, you, know, you know that's not the same. Fine. But my point is, is I think comparing the... Sh- I'm not saying women haven't struggled... But I'm saying comparing the struggle Women of, couldn't own property. They couldn't live on their own. They couldn't... They were never... They had to be baby factors. Shipped here and whipped uh, like Women dogs. have been beaten. They have I'm not been. saying... It's, this doesn't have to be like a one-to-one comparison where I'm like, here's all the things that have happened to black people. Here's all the things that have but happened I'm to women. But I'm saying to bring up reparations, That's I think that's a I don't completely think it's different off at all. discussion. I don't think it's off at all. I don't, I think, I don't like, think it's a fair comparison. I, I, I It is shocking to me that that's true. Listen, I'm not... Only s- because like... I hey, this is a very specific period of time, and I and there's no part of me that's like slavery wasn't a big deal. Of course, this is I am saying with knowing in my heart that as a white person, I am still privileged in many ways. There are a lot of different ways that I I'm, that I want to have a conversation just to find out how we can get things to be better for everyone. I just I'm happy to have right. any conversation. Well, I'm happy to listen to. Any amount of like, Let's, this then, is what you could do to make it easier for me to go into a grocery store. Like, I'm then, happy to have that conversation. Then, then let's then let's say this. Then let's say that it is the same thing. Let's just say that so we can move forward with this okay. with this part of the discussion. I mean, I don't mean like I'm over it. I guess I'm talking I mean, about like power imbalance. Let's let's historical say power imbalance. Let's compare it to reparations. Let's say it is the same thing. There's a big difference to me between reparations and two wrongs make a right. Those are two different things. But who's just, being wrong ju- well, in this well, second situation with a, men and women? What I'm saying is, is in my opinion, situations like the Linda Lovelace thing, where we weren't even allowed to question the validity in the public domain or the public conversation about it. We weren't allowed to question the validity of a stance or whatever because, because, because people, the people surrounding it were saying things like, oh, bullshit, she's a victim and I believe her. Which is your stance. So, but my question but, is, but, how does that hurt you? Like, well, I'm getting so to So you it. have to believe I'm, something that you don't want to believe? No, 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 no that, no. to me, no, doesn't sound like that's, that's as I'm difficult saying. as being a victim who is not believed. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is situations like that where the seeds planted. And eventually, over time, that snowball rolls and rolls and rolls. And it gets to a place where th- there are situations where men have been completely stripped away of masculinity because we're rotten we're evil we did this we did that it's like i haven't done any of that shit i've just been a dude here that a lot of people think is gay because i'm so effeminate all the time you know what i mean but i wouldn't call that masculinity i would call that privilege i think you're maybe conflating two things i think we are looking at this in a really different way i really would because like here's the thing i think that david that i think that david bowie is fucking masculine as shit I know he, like, in the 70s when he was, like, a glam rocker, I knew he fucked, like, dudes and chicks. He fucked whatever. And I think he is a hot guy, and I think he's a man. And then I look at, like, George Clooney, and that man looks fucking great in a suit. Suits should be made for that man, and you know he they looks are. good when he's drinking. Yeah. And I mean, like, all suits should be made for, his man, for that man. Yeah. That's why we should make suits. Right. So I think, like, I think masculinity is beautiful. I, I mean, I wear... I, I, as much as I can, I wear men's tailored clothes but that I look great on my body. That's, to me, that's masculinity in, like, the literal sense of, like, 
You're talking male. about not apologizing. And no, to me, that's not masculine at all. I'm talking about, no, no, no. I'm not talking about not apologizing. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I am talking more about the abstract sense or concept of masculinity, the the idea of it versus the literal, like, a dick is man. Sure, I'm you just trying I mean? to understand why it's masculine to, like... I'll give you an... I'll, because I would say that a, a man, like, um, what happened to learning... Alan? Who? Like, just a man that is learning is can be just as strong as a man that is taking what he wants. Well, we got in... Here's the thing, though. We got into a masculation... I, th- I know is related, but I think it's a little different than talking about the concept of masculinity. Yes. But like once we got into masculation, that's where I started talking about there are certain groups that would like to see men stripped of all rights because of past deeds or whatever you want to call it. I don't think that is true of anybody. Look at look at the divorce laws of California. The divorce laws of California. Okay, let's look at. I, I think if you're actually. Okay, so here's the thing. Divorce laws, though, that is people on the worst day of their life behaving the worst they're ever going to behave. Like, law, you, I don't think you can look at divorce laws and say women don't want men to be, women want men to be stripped of all their power. I think... Alec Baldwin had to campaign because of how unfair the custody laws towards men were in the, in the nasty year, ongoing for years and years and years, divorce he was going through with Kim Basinger. He had to campaign because the the laws were so woman slanted, and people there are. But there's a you, reason for that, which is that is the there shouldn't the be history of women not being protected. So you're right. And yeah, that's it goes what the I'm saying. Way. It swings too hard in the other direction. On a, on the day that you are getting a divorce, every party in there that is the worst they are ever going to behave. And I think if you talk to those women, those same women that you think are like. Taking Alec Baldwin for all of, I think if you talked to Kim Basinger and you said to her, like, Kim Basinger, do you want men to be devoid of all of their rights to be men? I think she'd be like, no, I'm just fucking pissed at my husband. No, I, but I want this certain man to be, and the law recognizes that, and that's why it's dangerous. It's a law that recognizes it for all men. It doesn't recognize it just for Alec men Baldwin. Men have most, most, men still hold more jobs. Men still get paid more money. But back to my original point. That's why I said you can't deny the women are the still a primary that caretakers. there are groups that want to see it happen. There are, are groups that are no, reacting harshly against it, and there needs to be a balance. My whole thing was we need to respect it and find the balance of it. That's my whole thing. I'm just saying I, I can't not recognize that there are completely, completely unfair uh, uh, situations orchestrated in great favor of women. Uh, and not in favor of men. That's a real thing that exists. Now, whether or not there are ones for men too or whatever, I'm not saying there aren't. I'm just saying there, without a doubt, there are things designed unfit. I'm going to quote. Well, we live in a world where a man could leave. That's the other thing about those divorce laws. Like, where a man could leave? Yes. Yes, dads can walk away. I mean, it, not, just, not just can they leave like physically, the baby's not in their body, but also then they... The a woman is told she's a monster if she abandons her kids. A guy is pretty normative if he. I don't leaves. agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I think especially statistically that is true. No, I think more es- men leave their. I'm kids not saying than, that more men women. don't leave, but I don't think it's fair to say a, only a woman's considered a monster. And I would say especially in the last ten years, with the amount that rap music particularly has brought to light the issue of fathers leaving when they're not, and how harsh they are about it. I don't think it's fair to say that a man can just leave and doesn't get any shit for it. Uh, but, I mean, people might you know. not even know. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is he can go on with his life. Right. Like, a, a woman, that's, it's not the same. It's not the same for a woman to, like, so she's, she's probably going to have the kids. Mm-hmm. M- maybe, because, maybe because the custody laws are unfair. But also maybe, and just as likely, but probably more likely, Mm-hmm. Because the dad doesn't want to be the primary caretaker because he hasn't been in the past. Right. Because there are still more stay-at-home moms. Right. So so there she is. Maybe she hasn't worked in a long time. Right. She's unable to get back into the workforce. Right. You're saying that, like, that law shouldn't be tilted so that that woman is extra protected? Because that's our moms. That's That's how I think about it. It's not just women. It's like... Those kids, that's our moms. Like, what would you yeah. want to happen to your I mom? I know plenty. Here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. 
Most of the kids I knew when I was growing up whose parents were divorced, the mom's the one that split. So I'm just looking at it more on a case-to-case basis and saying, I'm just tired of this notion that that if you're a guy, you have it on this fucking easy street and you could never possibly get jammed in the ass on something. And like, you know, it's it's just not possible. But and nobody a, you know, says that. So many people say no, that. You're, that you're so misreading. I think you're I'm really misreading. misreading what people talk about in terms of privilege, which is this, like, you you are okay. So how tall are you? Six two. Okay, so I'm five four. So when we walk down the street, mm-hmm. we look so different. There are the amount of danger that I am in on the street, which is what you're talking about. Walking me to my car, fucking walk me to my car. I'm tiny. Of course, I'm tough as shit. I'll protect myself if I can. But there's also situations that I'm going to be more likely to be a victim of. Sure. You know, like of course, women are raped more often than men. Of Absolutely. Of course, like. If a dude, if if a if an assailant, if a mugger is looking at the two of us, we're on two different sides of the street. Of course, they're gonna come after me. Absolutely. Of course, I'm tiny, and I think when I think women just want some acknowledgement of that. I think if you were, they I think get acknowledgement of it. They get acknowledgement of that, and that's how what, often. That's why I wrote that joke because. I got Which t- I love that joke, and I said I that I love t- that joke. I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I'm, I, look, we're not against each other here. We have disagreements. Think, I think it needs that acknowledgement needs to be for like a decade. Like, just that, give us a decade. That acknowledgement. It doesn't need to be like. Let me tell you what that acknowledgement was met by by your precious Gloria Steinems and the like. They're the My people. Precious <laughs> Gloria There's like a real Lord of the Rings element. Right, keep going. <laughs> Those are the people that turn around and say, I don't need any fucking man. I can protect myself. I don't need a man. I don't need this and that. I was out with a girl one time, and I go, I go, walk on the inside of the street. I'm, I'm walking on the outside. She kept walking on the outside. I go, stop. Walk on the inside of the street. The man's supposed to walk on the outside. Uh, I, I'm fine. I can handle it. And I go, you're, you're like so many girls I know. I'm trying to do something nice for you as a gentleman, as like a gesture of sweetness, and somehow you look at it as this attack on your independence. And it's not. You are dating the wrong it wasn't women. A date. It wasn't even a date. It was just a friend. <laughs> it was just a friend. I Look, some of this are the bad seeds I've dated. I'm not saying I it love isn't. this conversation. Me too. Because I agree with you that there's like so much that we are lined up on, and then you'll say something where I can't even believe you're saying it. And I think I can see in your eyes that the same thing is happening to you. Like, we are on complete opposite sides of the same line. We're just like, oh, yeah, I see it exactly like that. Wait, no, you see it like that? Oh, you're fucking out of your mind. Uh, wait, this so how, what? Yeah. This is going to be personal. I'm just going to get personal. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. do you, do you, how often are you dating? Pretty often. Okay. And uh, do you have long-term relationships? Uh, very rarely. When's, like, the last time you had one? Like, you're what? Like, in terms of? I've the longest I've ever been in was eight or nine months. Eight or nine months, so absolute okay. longest. It and, sounds like maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna just do a little uh, podcast diagnosis. So, like, maybe you distrust women. Oh, uh, I distrust all people. I just okay. happen to want to have sex with the women. <laughs> so that, that adds, makes it so much harder. Yeah, that adds a whole new layer of <laughs> distrust. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just don't really trust people in general that yes. much. Uh, I, I have a, I have a hard time trusting people in general right. as well. But I will think I do think that something that's like awesome about being a lesbian now here's the thing so often there's like so many shitty things about being gay one thing that's fucking amazing about being gay is that uh women can trust each other in a really nice way i'm not saying like all lesbians can are because i have seen you women <laughs> yeah. decimate each see- other behind your backs behind each other's backs i mean it is a level Maybe of talking about in a dating situation I'm, I don't know in a dating situation. That's what I'm That's saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. What I'm saying is what, like, how, what changes? Because when you guys are just friends with each other, it is like fucking, I'm like, oh my God. Well, These I mortal think, enemies? Yes. No, you're right. I mean, women women are, uh, men do their fighting with their fists and women do their fighting with their words. So yes. women can be brutal to each other. I'm talking about, um, like, as a woman dating a woman, a lot of your, and this is from my personal experience, but a lot of my, you're like up against the same shit. Like, it's yeah. like you're both women, you're both yeah. gay, you're both, like, sure. you know, what? so that you're looking sense. at the world the same way. That makes and sense. And so there's a certain commonality that it's just like, we have to stand next to each other against this. Uh-huh. And there's like a real, a real amazing, like, kind of best friendship, but also like, 
this like strength in numbers thing. It's guy where, like, code stuff. It's guy code stuff. I wouldn't even think to be distrustful of the women that I date. Sure. Because because of that. It's that because you have that guy code. Yeah. And then that's also the person yeah. you have to fuck. Well, it's funny. And that's amazing. I do trust my friends more than the women I date, usually. This is great. Any girl I'm dating when this comes out, this will be really good for me. Yeah, keep talking, Joe. And uh, see if you can, they can reissue that book, <laughs> Cheat, while you're Say at it. Say their names. Uh, yeah. yeah um, the, uh, I do trust friends in general more than I trust the women I date because I know them better. But when I say friends, I don't mean just guy friends. I mean guy or mm -hmm. girlfriends. It's a different relationship. It's a very different relationship. And often when I'm dating, uh, I don't have that it's us against the world feeling because it's not us against the world. It's I'm from this tribe and you're from that tribe. And I know what my people are capable of. And we, and you, so do you. And we both know what your people are capable of. And hopefully this doesn't get ugly because, hey, I know I've cheated before. And I know that you probably have too. So, uh, you know, that you, you start getting into all that shit. I always think that for everything that externally and like societally is really difficult about being like two tiny lesbians that are walking down the street together, I'm so glad that I don't have to be a straight person trying to figure out what the fuck some other like completely different person. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I think we really, and this, this ties into the masculinity thing. And this is a very touchy thing that I'm about to bring up. You know, but people don't, I don't know. I don't think it's invalid and I don't think it's untrue. We, we want to recognize every gender difference between men and women, except for the most basic one, which is the biological differences. And I don't mean like our body parts. For instance, if you say women are talking physically. <laughs> yeah, talking about dicks. Talking about that dick. <laughs> for instance, if you say women are more physically vulnerable than men, which I know you agree with because we talked about the whole rape threat thing. There are women that get mad at that. And it's like, I remember seeing Rosie O'Donnell on a talk show when, when, when the Secret Service thing happened, when all the Secret Service men got caught banging all those hookers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Remember that when that happened? Like they were like overseas yes. and they fucked all the hookers or something. Yes. And, and Rosie was on a panel with a guy, some guy on the morning show and she goes, she goes, this is why you need women. In the secret service. <laughs> well, you need more women in the secret service. This kind of stuff doesn't happen. And the guy goes, Rosie, nobody's saying that women shouldn't have the right to be in the secret service, but let's face it, they're physically more vulnerable than men are. Like when it comes to physically protecting somebody, you're better with a man. Let me finish. Okay. Let me just finish I'm so this. curious to see how this is going to go. And she goes, oh, please. Oh, please. And, and acts like this is the most sexist thing this guy's or anybody on earth has ever said. And it's like, you know what, Rosie? You can get angry about that all you want, but if it wasn't true, there wouldn't be a such thing as domestic violence. There's a reason that's a thing, and it's because men beat women up and women get hurt from it, and it's an unfair fight, and they should be protected in a, in a better way than well, men are. Well, I think that one thing that is maybe a little off about what you're saying is, so when I was using you and me as a comparison, uh, we are both regular civilian people with, like, you know, pretty sweet bods, but we're not like, uh, Thanks. we're not ripping it up. Right. Um, I think when you get into that sort of a situation, like those women, those women that would be in the Secret Service, they would be Secret Service level women. Right. Like we have those women. Right. So I think, that's a good point. I think another thing that, that sometimes people forget when they take an argument like that is like, I'm not talking about putting me in the Secret Service. Put right. a fucking college basketball player who happens to be a woman That's a great who point. has an amazing body but will never make any money playing basketball. Take her and put her in the Secret Service and she's just as big as those guys and that, she's just as agile. That's a great point and I didn't think of that. You know, but I, I think with like that being said, female soldiers at the same it's the same thing. Like we're not talking about sure. like doughy that's a great Midwestern point. housewives. We're talking about like Emily Blunt in the movie Edge of Tomorrow, which if you haven't seen, you should fuck Still haven't seen see, it. It's great. And your, your I yelled voice at you. is, is still in my head to go see yeah. it. And I, every time I go to see it's, it, it's really or good. think about it, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about this movie. I just don't want to see it. Well, now that I know like a little bit more about who you are as a person, uh -huh. I feel like you maybe would hate it. <laughs> why? But you should see it for the reason I'm talking about. Wait, why? Well, she so so Emily Blunt is the toughest person in this movie. I why do you think that that would bother me though? 
I don't know. I wonder if you would see it and you'd just be like, oh, fuck this. You know, no. like, this is like this more of this pendulum swing thing. No, that's, you, we need to define what the pendulum, pendulum swing is, okay? This is what I'm, this is the pendulum swing to me when I say that's not fair, okay? And I'm, I'm referencing information that I've learned mostly from Bill Burr's act right now in this moment <laughs> uh, because I don't want to look like I'm stealing his perspective. But I agree 100% with his take on the Tiger Woods divorce. 110%. That woman did not deserve the money she got. She didn't do a fucking thing to earn a dime of it. And I don't give a fuck if she's accustomed to a certain lifestyle or not. You were married to a guy. You fucked that guy. You bore his children. You deserve enough to live comfortably for the rest of your life. Fine. But just because he had a fucking uh, thirst to get his dick wet doesn't mean you deserve $350 million. Why? Number one, why does it hurt Tiger Woods if she gets that much money? $350 million. He's still completely... doesn't matter. It's his. He still has more money than he's ever going to spend but the rest it, of his it life. it doesn't matter. That's, that's not a fair argument. It's you, his. It's his. It's I, not hers. I don't think so. I think maybe that the difference there is the that, duration of the relationship. But that's what that I mean by the in. pendulum swing. Why the fuck does she get to... Why does she get that? Do you, why, can you imagine I mean. how difficult it is to date Tiger Woods boo-hoo. and then marry him? I'm not talking about boohoo. He is, yes, that man is fucking gifted. He is, he was dedicated. He deserves all of the acclaim that he got. But also, like, if somebody is with you in that time, their job is to be your wife. And you are, that is an unpaid job. And she was job. paid handsomely for it. And she should have been. Yeah. Well, that money but is, she didn't deserve the $350 million. I, I would say that I that think that women sometimes have jobs that are not considered jobs, being a mom to somebody's kids. It happened. It's that the, is a job. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a job. Then you get enough money to take care of those kids. You don't need $350 million. It's just like when Johnny Carson, the whole thing from Eddie Murphy Raw, when Carson got divorced and he was married to this chick for like a fucking year and she took $75 million from well, him. Well, then Johnny Carson should have a better lawyer. Or no, $150 million. <laughs> It was California divorce laws. You get half. It was California divorce law. What about like a prenup? Uh, I there's something. I why are I'm these not, guys not fucking protecting themselves? Here's, listen, I have a I have a strong feeling Johnny Carson protected himself to any extent he could have. He had to give her half because of California divorce laws. He gave her half of his fucking money. I'm and not saying Eddie that. Murphy's like, I mean, point, the, but I think what we're talking about are are outliers here. Right. We're talking about extreme but, outliers where somebody's married for a month and they get. This but most this, of us don't have 150 million dollars for somebody. But take. you, but I'm saying when I talk about the pendulum swinging and a man being stripped of any rights. But the reason those laws about. exist is because of legal precedent. Yeah, so that's the most extreme. You're talking but about like gonna, the tip of an iceberg, okay. and that iceberg goes all the way down. We're talking about moms who have been moms for 20 years and they have no skills they can't get back in the workforce then because you, the workforce doesn't so want to hire are you a 45 year old fucking woman are you telling woman. me are you telling me are you telling me mrs tiger mrs tiger couldn't have got by on 65 million i am telling you that, that you're you using me? these extreme examples as if that is what divorce life but you you wanted examples of the pendulum swinging back but you're, no, California. That, but that is like falling off the edge of the pendulum. California divorce law is the woman gets half. Yes, but what I'm saying is that that goes all the way down. Like that is of course there it goes all the way down. To protect the the women that are in the worst position. And so if it but also why has can't it to be go case up, the case. Why does because it, that's not how the law works. Why can't it be case to case? Why can't it say if de, if because determined legal precedent is like exhausting and the work of years of lawyers being. You law, know, law, law. There are certain laws that are without question interpretive that have multiple levels. You can look at murder versus manslaughter if you want to. If you want to delve into that, but there are plenty of legal things out there where if you fuck up or you're going through a bad time, the law can determine what the reward or punishment is based on the situation and based on the facts and information gathered. Therefore, when it comes to divorce, if somebody goes in there and goes, "I want three hundred fifty million," but you're talking about half, two guys. Two rich-as-shit guys who are going to spend the rest of their lives fucking with everything they want. And you're saying and they earned those every penny two of it. guys they earned every are the penny. reason that all of these no, millions of women shouldn't be protected what, no, throughout time? that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if a woman comes in and is down and out, 
Okay, and in this bad position that you're talking about as a mom and she's going to be high and dry and she literally needs half. Fine, you give her half. You do the right thing for the kids and for her. I get that. I just, I guess, I don't I'm, understand why you feel so bad for Tiger. But what I'm, no, 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 it's not Tiger. It's, 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 it's the example for the point. The point I'm making is nobody's saying you're not right in what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, is this automatic for the people bullshit is bullshit. It shouldn't just automatically fucking happen. It's not right. And that to me is the pendulum swinging backwards. Like, well. Women were were barefoot and pregnant for all those years, so now they just get half. That's just how it's going to work. It's like, oh, fucking come on, man. That's not fair. I just think that what you're talking about is, of course the point that you're making makes logical sense. Of course any woman that is, but there's no actual way to put that into there's no way to put that into action. Oh, there is a hundred and ten percent way to put that into action. Okay, I mean, if you want to be, if you want to go back to school, no. become a divorce lawyer, then become a no, judge. I just won't get, get married in the state of California. I just think that you're talking about protecting the very, you're, like the best. You're most, not hearing me. You're not hearing no, me. I hear what you're I'm saying. Not I just talking, think it's silly. Like, I'm who not cares? talking about. But but what you're saying is almost communist. Well, they have it, so take it. That's no, that's not, not what I'm either. saying. What I'm saying is that everybody has a job in a relationship, and sometimes one of those people's jobs requires them to leave the house. If you're married and you entered into that contract, you knew what you were fucking getting into. And your job was to go out and make the money and be mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, and her job was to carry your kids in her body, push them out of her body, yeah. hold them, nurse them, sure take care of them with a slew of nannies, I'm sure, yeah. but also like travel with him, go to events oh, with him look great on his fucking what a horrible arm. life no but it's also his life is not i mean he yeah he trains uh, in the gym and then he plays see, golf you have yet loves. you have yet to you've yet to justify though why it would deserve 350 million dollars because those are jobs it is a job to be just like it's it is a job to be a million dollar a year job if if uh hitting a ball into a little cup is a 350 million hey, dollar that is a job. real job it's a job it's on books it's what you get paid for and hitting the ball that, into the cup wasn't what made him all that money it was being the best at the sport uh, of anybody that ever lived and it was getting endorsement deal after and endorsement you don't think being a mom that. is a job i'm not saying being a mom isn't a job and isn't work but when somebody takes advantage of that situation because she's in the position to do so and says, I'm going to need $350 million. Give me a fucking break, man. That's just gross. That's gross. It's be a, be a better, be a better, set a better example for your kids. That's like, oh, well, I mean, now you're, but you're, now you're saying that she, like, that's just he gross. fucked around. So what? Well, what I'm saying is that you're talking about these two people who are in this extreme situation where they have more money than they will ever need to spend, who are both idiots, who both are like, I mean, yeah, okay, is she greedy? Sure. How do you know he's not fucking greedy? How do you not? You don't know anything about it. What I'm saying is... You're just defending the principle of a guy getting to keep half no matter who he puts his dick in? No, what I'm defending is when I said the pendulum swung, it's not that because... um, it's The pendulum swung. I'm not going to be mad about seeing Emily Blunt blow up aliens in a fucking movie. (laughs) I'm not an asshole. I like seeing women do cool things. What I'm saying is I don't like when there are blanket policies to protect a gender and but you can blanket say policies are the best way to protect the most they're the people. lazy way they're the lazy way they're the court's way of saying we don't want to sort this out have you but that's, that's what it the, is where is the time and co- the time have you, Do you know how much time goes into divorce it's crazy have you ever have you ever like get been a divorce? in in a huh have you where what is your what is your experience with the with the law? Have you ever like sued anybody, or have you ever? Uh, do you have any? Do you know any? Yeah, I know. Have, I know. Have you a like worked bit. at a? So I worked at a law. Never firm worked for, at a law. Worked firm, at a law firm a for many bit, yeah. years. My dad is a lawyer. My sister's a lawyer, and I had to sue somebody once uh, because they. Um, I was at riding my bike. I got hit by a car riding my bike. I was completely in the bike lane. I was in the right. They pulled out of a driveway without looking. Uh, there were many witnesses. I went through this woman's windshield with my face. I broke her windshield. She admitted 100% liability. I had back problems that required right. tens of thousands of dollars worth of medical treatment. Right. And the insurance company refused my claim right. because Awful. they 
they refuse every claim. Yeah, they're awful. That that's that's their policy is that they refuse every claim, so you have to sue in order to get your bills paid for, which right. is what ended up happening. Right. And it took five and a half years uh, of like going to depositions and like I had to go sit in court for a week. Right. And have a woman call me a liar right. because she said that even though witnesses on the scene saw me have a huge cut on my face and saw me go through the windshield, there was no way to prove that the windshield is what caused the cut on my face. Okay. Like that kind of stuff. Right. Like that's the law. Yeah. The law is not like cut and dry making it. The law is a woman is a, is a lawyer trying to defend her client by saying that there's no relationship between getting a cut on your face and a broken windshield. Right. I think maybe one thing that, and again, this is this is my own personal experience with this. I think maybe one thing that prevents the kind of nuance that you're talking about, which I think anybody would be in favor of, is that the law is fucking broad as shit, complicated. It takes forever. You have to file a million things just to get anything done. It's not easy. It's not right. like well. It's not like the, the the fact that a judge would like look at stuff, financial records, and then do some equation where they figure out how much money everybody gets. Like the judge doesn't give a fuck. They have a million other st- things in their docket. Right. Like I think I think you're looking for this um, ethical nuance that practically I'm saying to put that into practice, we need to do the most good. So yeah, Tiger might get hurt, but that means that a uh, hundred thousand women don't get hurt. To me, I think that's still the most good. Okay, well, that's that's that 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 puts it in a little more. Like of there's a, a bigger a, nuance a, there. I understand that. I understand that. Are you? I mean, we're having such a good conversation here. There's, I'm exhausted, but I can't stop. I can't stop either. I feel like I'm at a buffet when you just keep <laughs> eating, and I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna eat this shit. <laughs> I, just I just keep can't. going back. Yeah. Um. We let's stop here. We're gonna keep this conversation going. First time ever, down listeners, two part podcast coming at you. We're gonna stop here, Cameron. I want you to plug your stuff, and then we're gonna restart again. Yeah, you can find me on Put Your Hands Together, which is stand up podcast that I record at the UCB Theater, or on Twitter at Cameron Esposito. Check that out. We'll see you for part two next week. <laughs>